Well, it's a warm welcome to Bernard Swanepoel, um, who, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, is also a game farmer. Bernard, when did you get into into that uh, side of, of the business? We all know you as the chairman of the uh, Small Business Institute, or the old AHI, and uh, as a mining entrepreneur and the, the man behind the Joburg Mining in Darba, but what about game farming? Uh, Alec, probably, if I had to guess, so 20-odd years ago, you know, farming is a difficult uh, business, and uh, the family farm was looking for a sustainable revenue stream. Um, and where we are in Limpopo, there isn't a lot you can do. Um, and so when game farming really took off, we decided to do that and get involved in that. And fortunately, we got involved uh, very early because, you know, as we'll discuss, it became a bit of a bubble and it uh, burned many people's uh, bank balances. Oh, even the president was involved in buffaloes. Johan Rupert, one of the richest people in the country, was quite famously a buyer of buffaloes too. How did all these very smart people um, put so much money? Why did they put so much money into exotic game? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, one has to study psychology and, you know, mob psychology. But bubbles always happen because there's a sort of a compelling story that sounds like it could make sense. And then prices go up and then newspapers write about it. Record prices get set. I think if you unpack this, there are sort of three parallel markets here. The one is the sort of stud breeding, the good quality DNA, like in cattle farming. Those animals will always be at a premium because that's the bloodlines that, you know, give you better animals than what you had before. And then there was the sort of the mass hysteria around any buffalo was just worth half a million rand. And that was never sustainable because where would all these animals go? It's not like cattle that you slaughter and eat. And then, of course, there was the disgusting side of this bubble, and that was these color variants, you know, the um, the black uh, impala and the golden uh, wildebeest. And that should just have been illegal. It was really just people opportunistically breeding, uh, you know, genetic uh, freaks. And, and people got so hyped up that, you know, because there was a presumed scarcity, some of these animals fetched a million rands, and they were never worth more than 5,000 rand. But w- what are they worth? Because I suppose if you if you think of an impala, even if it's a black impala, uh, you, there isn't a whole lot of meat, 30 kilograms of meat on it. So <laughs> so where does, where does the value come in? No, that's exactly. So, I mean, remember, we're talking about the price during the bubble, not the value. And that's always ah. the, you know, the difference. Now, so the value ultimately is what somebody is prepared to pay for it sustainably. So you can say with beautiful buffalo trophy hunting, you may not like it, but there's a price to that. Perhaps an American hunter is prepared to pay $5,000, $6,000 for it. That's a lot of money, 80000 100000 uh, 100, rand. But that doesn't justify you know, what happened in this sort of market. Typically, the female uh, animals are just a breeding stock, and therefore they carry a lesser price um, and when you talk cattle, in the end, there's a price at which you can sell the meat, um, you know, but with buffalo and with impala. And so that disconnect was uh, was shocking and it lasted for enough years. I mean, it was on many front page articles and new records being set. And that's when you suck in the people who can't afford to lose money. You know, that's when people borrow against their bond on their house and they buy one impala for a million rands in the hope of making lots of money. 
And unfortunately, that's always when these things come to a, to an end. You know. But why? I'm, I'm just trying to work this out. You pay a million rand for an Impala, but it can only get, uh, presumably that's an Impala doe uh, who can then produce other black Impalas who can then be shot by some hunter who wants to shoot something rare. Is that, is that kind of the thought? Or was I'm that the thought aware. process? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously when you're in this madness, uh, you really don't think that. You think, I'm buying it for a million. Last year it was 500, so next year it will be one and a half million or two million, you know. So we disconnect from the utility. We just say the price will go up. And because it goes up for a period of time, the very people think this is suddenly how it is. I could say this is similar to, say, um, you know, some of the Bitcoin sort of stuff. Other people will shoot me for that. But even if you believe that Bitcoin has got real intrinsic value, that doesn't justify the price goes from a thousand to twenty thousand and back to four thousand. You know, so this this price madness uh, completely distorted uh, the market. Good comes out of some of these things. This is such a misallocation of capital, money that should never have gone into breeding game, uh, went into breeding game. But here's the positive: South Africa now has got a buffalo population, which is no longer threatened. We've got disease-free buffalo that should be, you know, I mean, we've got different gene pools. We've got, you know, widely spread farming activities. So from a nearly extinct species, especially disease-free, you know, this is now a great success story, but lots of people lost money in the process. What about the banks? Did people borrow to play this, this bubble or play this market? Yeah, Alec, one uh, year about these auctions where the banks would actually have stalls. Um, I must say, I mean, uh, people clearly borrowed. Now, whether they went to the bank and say, listen, give me a million bucks. I want to buy a black impala or one, uh, you know, a co-ownership of a buffalo bull. I don't know. But we all know people who actually borrowed money either against their bond or their credit card, used money that they didn't really have, you know, to, uh, to, 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 to join this sort of trade. Um, and that's why the market is sort of separated. I mean, the top end, there are still buffaloes, I, I believe this year, buffaloes still sold for a couple of million rands, but these are not the stuffed animals, you know. These are the best DNA available, you know, the ones with the longest horns or whatever determines what is good DNA for buffalo. Um, but, you know, if you did this with money that you could afford to lose, you probably, you know, um, lost some money, but it wasn't so bad. The banks... I think the banks have seen a lot of uh, exposure to this market without necessarily having uh, decided to be exposed to this market. So, so what happens next? I mean, who and who are the people? Just give us some idea of the price points, how they've gone, and how at the top of the bubble where they were and where they are now. So, I think if we go to the stat animals, um, you know, that's where we read about, um, you know, President Ramaphosa not buying the buffalo at 20 million because somebody else paid 21 million, you know. I hear that there are still animals in the market being sold um, at five and six million. That's still a horrific, I mean, that's still like from 20 to five or from 40 to five, you know. Mm. Um, but you can see that's a special, unique market for a few animals a year that is there. The normal buffalo, the average buffalo that everybody had, and some people had herds of them, 400, 500 of them, I would say there your typical animal, female animal, went from half a million rands to 20 million, uh, 20,000, half a million, 500,000 to 20. Your, um, your color variance went from ridiculous, a million rand an animal to nothing. You can't give them away. And who would come and hunt a black impala 
anyway. You know, I've never heard of such an animal being hunted by, you know, by anybody. So in some cases, total value destruction. In some cases, you know, 90% value destruction. And I think in the best cases, in the sort of upper price market, from phoning around a bit today to test what are people still paying, it sounds like, you know, that market has probably dropped by 80%.